Ready to dominate at the plate? Blast Baseball is trusted by more major league and college teams than any other hitting solution. The Blast sensor attaches to the knob of any bat, providing real-time feedback with every swing. Go to BlastMotion.com and enter code NOWD1 at checkout to save $25. Alright everybody, let's get right into it. I'm Alan Gay and this is Now D1 Speaks. On today's show, we've got assistant baseball coach from the borough of Manhattan Community College, Coach Jacob Tobin. Hey coach, are you there? I'm, I'm here Alan. I appreciate you having me on and I uh, hope I can share some uh, insightful insight. Hey, I know you will. And thank you so much for taking a little bit of time out this evening just to uh, have a great conversation. And you've had a fantastic career, varied career. And uh, really looking forward to finding out more about who you are and what your philosophies are and really kind of the direction you're, you're going to be heading. So so maybe with that in mind, maybe you could just kind of give us a maybe a quick introduction of just yourself and really how you got into uh, baseball and how you got into coaching as well. Uh, yeah, no, absolutely. I am. Um, you know, I've, I've wanted to work with, you know, young people for a long time and I I. It, took me a while to figure out which avenue I wanted to, you know, do that through. And, you know, I wanted to be a teacher, um, you know, as a coach, you're a teacher. Um, and I've wanted to, you know, help kids in a lot of different ways. And I, my ADD is, is way too bad to, you know, sit in the classroom and help out and help out kids by being a, you know, a history teacher or a professor or something like that. So, you know, baseball was one thing that I was decent at growing up and, you know, the way you can uh, connect with the kid through baseball and really try to, you know, help them out through their lives is, um, you know, a big part of it for me. Um, so that's, that's, that's why I'm into coaching. Um, and, uh, you know, th- there's just something about the game, you know, you gotta be a little crazy and you, you really gotta love it. And, uh, I definitely, um, I definitely check off those two, uh, those two boxes. Hey, absolutely, man. I appreciate that run through. Thank you so much. And, and now you've got a great new position as an assistant coach at the borough of Manhattan Community College, BMCC. Kind of talk to us just a little bit about your journey. I mean, at one point, you know, you were at Sag Harbor Whalers, at, mm-hmm. it, then went to St. Joseph College, Brooklyn, even University of Connecticut, Avery Point. And you also were the head coach at Sunny Ulster. But now you're at BMCC. And I'm just curious as you've had your lengthy coaching experience that you've had, how's that really influenced your philosophies and what are some of the lessons that you're going to bring with you to BMCC? Um, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, every, every part of the journey, you want to, you know, try to glean a little something from, you know, the head coach or the program or, you know, just, 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 you know, add tools to your tool belt. And um, if we can, can start when I was at, um, um, my, my first year in Sag Harbor, I, I was a volunteer coach and I had just left my job uh, at, as an athletic director and evening team member at a, you know, a small boarding school in Vermont. And um, my, uh, my, my first taste of high level you know, college, college baseball was in Sag Harbor. And the head coach, Nate Lawrence, who's one of my best friends today, um, he, uh, he made me reaffirm, you know, why I love baseball so much. Um, you know, like we said earlier, it's a way to connect to young people. And he did it in a way where, you know, super positive. He let me make mistakes, which I made a lot of. 
Um, and he, he turned those into learning experiences for me. And uh, he, you know, never yelled at me, never called me a whatever. He was just a, a, a great guy. And like I said, he helped me reaffirm, hey, this is what I want to do. Um, and and this, is, this, is a, this is the way to do it. Um, and, you know, it, it took me a while at, uh, uh, as a volunteer there to, you know, get, a, get caught up with the, with the fast-paced baseball. I was used to a small school in Vermont where the kids kind of liked baseball. And this was kids that would go on to play, you know, very high-level college and pro ball. Um, we had a kid, Joe Swazi, who's now in the AAA for the Mets. We had a kid, Ryan Murphy, who's in AA for the Giants. And we had a kid, uh, Nick Thornquest, who played a ball uh, a little bit for the White Sox. So it was, it was a lot of really, really good baseball. And, you know, just Nate being there and being such a good guy, you know, helped me reaffirm how much I loved it. Um, and, and, then, uh, and then I moved on to St. Joseph's College, Brooklyn, and that was my first coaching, college coaching uh, position. And the head coach, Pete Blumenauer, he taught me uh, so much, so much. He taught me how to you know, run a good practice, uh, how to organize a good practice. And he taught, he taught me how to maximize practice times, you know, within the constraints of the rules. Um, and it was invaluable experience. And it was where I live in Brooklyn. It's, I, I still live in the same neighborhood. So it, it was just, it was a great experience overall. Uh, and then after uh, St. Joe's, I went to University of Connecticut, Avery Point. Um, and there I met Coach Ian Ratchford. Um, and he taught, he taught me um, really how to dedicate, you know, yourself to something beyond what is considered normal. Um, he uh, he re really made me understand that, you know, to be successful at coaching and recruiting, you know, you really have to go above and beyond and, and, and not just, you know, be a part of it when you're there, but really live the whole thing. And uh, that's what I learned there. Now, and now at BMCC, it's, it's, you know, Tommy, who's, you know, one of the, if not the best head coach I've ever worked for, one of the best, um, you know, he's letting me figure it out a little bit and put everything together and, and, uh, you know, tell me where I'm wrong and without, without yelling at me. So he's, um, <laughs> <laughs> that, that's going to be a theme throughout the uh, podcast, um, not getting yelled at. But yeah, yeah, that uh, that's kind of what I've learned from those situations. Hey, I love it. All right. So good stuff right there. One thing that I picked up, I picked up on a lot of things. I mean, I think it's really kind of paints your whole background from uh, just really wanting to work with kids, help develop kids, to working with high level players as well, to the aspect of recruiting, how, how to learn, how to to run a practice. I mean, it's, it's the full gamut. I, I love kind of your progression that you were walking through because it really speaks to how you've been learning through each position and what it is that you're bringing now to your current position. And one thing that I thought was really cool though, and I didn't realize this, you're in Brooklyn. So you're still, you're still living in Brooklyn. Yes. Yeah. I'm still living in Brooklyn with my, my wife and my daughter. And um, yeah, we, uh, we love it. Uh, I, maybe I wish we lived somewhere with more baseball fields, but you know, it's, uh, it's, it's still a great place to be. And it's so close to, you know, my family where we grew up in the city. So it's, you know, it's, it's special to be here. Absolutely. That's awesome stuff right there. Hey, let, let's talk a little bit more about Sag Harbor, you know, okay. the whalers. I mean, you had, you really did have a lot of success there. I mean, 
you won the Hamptons championship and just really had a ton of success. Kind of talk to us about some of those, especially since it was really your, your first, your, your first big role with big time baseball. Just talk about some of the key strategies and principles that really led to that success. And then, and then maybe we could expand upon that. I just want you to talk a little bit more about really what summer, summer baseball is all about as well. Gotcha. Gotcha. You know, um, summer baseball is about learning, right? It's if you win games, great. Uh, if you, if you learn and you develop a little bit and you bring it back to your school afterwards, that's, that's what we're looking for. Um, and so, you know, winning in summer bowl is learning. I, I try to learn the most every year and some, some years I do. And, and some years I learn almost as much as everybody else. Um, you know, winning in summer ball is, you know, like I said, it's, it's, it's getting the kids to develop, having, keeping them healthy, having, make sure they have a good summer. And for me, the most I ever learned during summer ball was when we weren't successful, hmm. when we didn't have, you know, a winning record and, you know, stuff hit the fan and guys hated it. And that's when you learn the most about, you know, who you are as a coach and, and how to try to motivate guys. Um, but, you know, the year we won it in Sag Harbor, uh, the team loved it. They loved showing up to the ballpark. They loved hanging out with each other and they just loved being a part of the community. And Nate Lawrence, my first year at Summer Bowl, he told me that the team that wins it is the team that's been there. Excuse me. The team that wins it is the team that wants to be there at the end. And, I've done summer bowl in a couple different places. Um, and Sag Harbor is a place where the kids want to be, um, not just for baseball, but you know, they have, they have host families. They like, there's the beach, there's this and that. Uh, but they also have the chance to really focus and develop their baseball. So to, to sort of, to make the, the long and short of it is the summer bowl is about winning and excuse me, summer bowl is about, uh, learning and, uh, you know, learning is winning in summer ball. Absolutely. Hey, you know, I, I feel like, hey, you know, our core audience is really uncommitted baseball prospects, primarily in high school, but it's also junior college, transfer portal guys, and then uh, certainly the parents that are that really like to dial in and get some insight as, as to what hopefully their kids can expect when they get to the next level. I kind of want to expand just a little bit on collegiate summer baseball. And uh, because some of these kids that are uncommitted now, you know, they hear about it, that they may have an opportunity when they're playing college ball to go play somewhere in the summer. Kind of just talk to us overall. How does that come together? And and what I mean by that, how how did that team come together? Did, Did you go out? Were you able to pick the players or were the coaches of various college? They just assigned the players where they went. How long is the season essentially, like about how many games? And talk to us about like the host families. Like how, how does the, uh, the living arrangements kind of come together as well? Yeah, no, absolutely. So um, when I was part of the Perfect Game League, um, that, that was a lot different. It was the owner of the specific team went and recruited players or, or with the coach and they recruited players for the team. The Hamptons League is different. The Hamptons League has a recruiter. And the recruiter's job is to make contacts with a lot of, you know, college coaches um, and recruit for the whole league. And then um, a couple of the more senior, you know, coaches in the league will then, 
you know, put guys at different positions, different places, and try to make the teams as even as possible. Um, we're focused on development. Uh, and, and, you know, some of these other places where it's about getting, you know, you know since everything happened with uh, losing minor leagues, you know, these summer ball, other summer ball situations are now the minor leagues. And what, what I mean by that is they're, they need to make money. So they need to win. They need to do this. They need to do that. And it's not beneficial for development. Mm-hmm. It's beneficial for owners sometimes to make a lot of money, um, but it's not beneficial for development. And why the Hamptons League is so special and why I love being part of it is we focus on, you know, doing what's right for the kids. Um, the coaches that have been there for a long time, you know, we, we, we try to adhere by this code where it's, you know, about the kids and, um, and, and about development. And everybody plays for the first, uh, let's see, 30 games. And then the last 10 is you really try to, you know, get yourself a spot for the playoffs. And then the playoffs is, of course, you try to, you try to win that. But that's, that's kind of how the, um, the leagues differ. Um, and the Hamptons League, uh, you know, the host families are, are huge. You know, we couldn't do anything we do without the host families. And, um, you know, some, some of the places uh, where kids live are, you know, multi-million dollar houses. Uh, and they live in the basement, the finished basement, and they just love it. They go back to their pool or their hot tub after. Um, so it's, uh, it's definitely a nice place to play summer ball. <laughs> Sounds like an awesome experience. Thank you yeah. for walking through that as well, Coach Tobin. You, man, no you do problem. an awesome job tonight. Hey, uh, also, you founded uh, like a baseball analytics team as yep. well when you were with Sag Harbor. What is that? What's that all about? Uh, yeah, no. So uh, I, I founded the analytics team. I'm calling it a program now to try to make it sound more fancy. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, we went. it was a team a couple of years ago, but now it's a program. Um, but it's still the same thing. Um, so what I did was, and, and I started this when I was actually uh, coaching for Steve Zacco, uh, the owner of the Newark Pilots in the Perfect Game League. And, um, you know, he let me do it. And uh, what it is, is I contacted, you know, a lot of different colleges that have uh, sports analytic majors. And the only person that got back to me was Francesco Reverso, who's the um, uh, analytics uh, internship coordinator at Syracuse University. And I don't know if you know anything about Syracuse University, but, you know, their, um, their, their, their school for, you know, sports management is one of the top. And one of their top programs is sports analytics. So these kids are, you know, far, far beyond anything I can do. That's for sure. And, um, uh, how, so I contacted him. He gave me the name about three, four kids that might be interested. Um, and, uh, they became the analytics team. And I said, Hey guys, I don't know what analytics is. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what analytics is guys. Uh, could you please try to get some reports together? And, um, one of the kids, uh, Dan Beam came up with these pitching reports, um, where we'd have guys sitting, um, behind home plate and they'd be getting, uh, pitch type, pitch location, um, velocity, uh, was it a strike? Did the batter swing? Was the ball put in play? And they'd take this information and they'd send it away to Dan. And Dan would then create these pitching reports. 
So that, that was the first year we did it. Um, and then the second year we did it uh, was in the Hamptons League. And there we did pitching reports for the entire league. Um, and, and then last year we, we did that. We did the pitching reports for every team as well. But then we also introduced um, something I call the RAT, which is the Recon Analytics Team. And these were supposed to be my, you know, special forces of the uh, analytics program. And what they did was they went to my players on my team and they said, hey, what information do you want? Um, how can we get it to you? And they, they only talked to my hitters. And my hitters uh, asked them to go and get uh, information on other teams' pitchers. You know, what did they throw in this count? Where was their velocity on this pitch? Um, but it was, it was mostly of, you know, what came and what count. Um, what, you know, what pitch they'd see and what, ca- and what count. And we had uh, Danielle and Jonah um, did a phenomenal job for me. They came to a lot of games and they tried to get as much information on the other team as possible um, on their pitchers, what they threw. And they presented to my guys in, in reports, um, my guys and girls in reports where, um, you know, it was simple for them to understand, but also had a, had a lot of information for it. And uh, Jonah, he... Um, they, they split it up into a couple guys doing different teams. And uh, Jonah did uh, uh, the team from North Fork, and he did such a good job for me that we uh, broke – the first day he came with his reports, we broke the uh, home run record for our team. Huh. Um, we, we hit four home runs in one inning, uh, and uh, it, was, it was just wild. And we've, we've never done anything like that, especially in our park. Man, so, that is awesome. What a great rundown. And the best part was you were never yelled at. I think that's awesome. I was never yelled at. No. So no, that was, exactly. yeah, you checked that box off immediately. Yes. yes. <laughs> hey, yeah. good stuff. So let's, so on uh, something else that you have founded and, yep. and, a, and another platform that is very, very successful is a recruiting platform. And it yep. is primarily through uh, X, formerly known as Twitter, and that's at BU Uncommitted. So, yep. you know, first, what does BU stand for? Uh, you know, it's just it's just baseball uncommitted. So the B stands for baseball, and then it's just uncommitted. It does it doesn't really stand for anything except uh, baseball and uncommitted players. Makes sense. A simple approach. I love it. And so, yeah. yeah, how can players that are finding you prospects that find you on X, and they find BU un, BU uncommitted? How how do they leverage your platform to really be seen? Uh, yeah. So, you know, what I, what I do is I just, you know, I retweet. Um, and I'm at the point where, you know, people will just, people in the know that want to be seen will just, you know, tag at the uncommitted. And what I do is I just go with my finger, not getting yelled at on my computer (laughs) all the way over. And I just hit the, the retweet button and that's it. That's all I do. And what it does is it then gets broadcast to everybody that follows me. And I'm followed by almost a thousand uh, college coaches and uh, pro scouts. So we get kids seen and, you know, I'm sure of that thousand, maybe 50 actually watch the videos. Um, but you know, it's, it's, it, it's one of the top platforms to help, you know, kids get seen on Twitter by these coaches and, um, but, you know, obviously, uh, you can only tell so much from a video. 
and the kid has to, you know, be a really good student and the kid has to have, you know, this, that, and the other thing to really get seen. And all I'm doing is just hitting that retweet button and hopefully creating a spark where a coach sees something he likes in a kid and they'll go and do their, um, you know, research on the kid further. Absolutely, man. I think what you're doing is outstanding. I love it. Cause I tell you, there's so many good ball players that are out there. And one of the hardest things for them is to really get noticed and to get seen. And you know, in the coaching circles and the coaching jobs you've had, Hey man, recruiting budgets are limited and there's only so many guys. There's only so many coaches. There's only so much time. So your network is, is really the network that you've developed on your own. So a lot of times you are reliant on platforms like X. I think it's a great, it's a great opportunity for kids. And I think what you're doing is outstanding. So let me ask you something when you kind of balance those two and the two, I mean, the analytics piece that you've really gotten involved with the data driven, you know, with kind of just thinking about the recruiting size too, the human side as a coach, how do you really balance analytics with your eyes as well? Just kind of the human development. Uh, yeah, that, that's a really good question. And I don't know. I don't, and there's not definitely not a right answer for that one. Um, because you know, where is, you know, you like a kid, you like how he acts with his teammates. Um, you know, he, uh, he shows up early, he gets his job, gets the job done, but you know, his exit velo isn't to the standards of your program. You know, where is the line there? Um, and you know, I, I don't know. I don't know where the line is. Um, for me, it's, it's a good way, you know, the, the Twitter page is a good way to see guys. And then you of course have to do your research after, um, you know, you see somebody with a good 60 or an exit velo that you like, and then you really got to go and, and, and do, and do your homework afterwards. So the, where's the line? I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, but as soon as I find it, I'll let you know. Well, as long as you're not being yelled at, then you got the right line. That's no question about it. Yeah, and that's what makes baseball so interesting. I mean, I think, you know, there's just tons of data. And I think you the data even changes all the time. I can, you know, 20 years ago, if the, you know, when they were going to pick a Cy Young winner, it almost always fell on who had the most wins, who had the lowest ERA. And now right. I don't know if those are necessarily the, the two stats that are really being judged. I mean, there's so many other things that come into play. And I think that's the cool thing about baseball. It just keeps evolving. And so where that line comes together, who knows if anyone will ever figure it out. But there's some, there's some little uh, pseudoscience that goes into being successful. And I, I think coaches like you, you just kind of figure that out. It's a combination of the two, obviously. Hey, uh, everyone that's uh, kind of tuning into our podcast, absolutely appreciate the support of, of me, Now D1 Speaks, and certainly appreciate the, the support of Coach Jacob to uh, Tobin as well. Uh, if you're interested in being part of an atmosphere like this, reach out to me. You can find me on X at now underscore D1. If you're an uncommitted prospect, it's a great way to be heard. And if you're a college coach and you just really want to kind of go through your career and, and talk a little bit about the program that you're representing today. It's a great way to highlight that program as well. Coach Tobin, one, one thing I do want to, to touch on as well, our core audience, not only is the uncommitted prospect, but it is college coaches thinking about the Hampton league, you know, and kind of that grassroots start that you had, you know, what advice would you potentially have to someone who's interested in getting, 
really involved in coaching and wants to make a career out of coaching? Um, well, you know, a great, a great place to start is, is, you know, always, always a summer league. And, uh, if you can throw BP and you can, and you can volunteer, um, a lot of places will take you. And, uh, when I joined the, you know, when I started working for the Hamptons League, I, uh, I was, like I said, I was behind. Everything was way faster, way faster than I was used to in Vermont. And um, I just, I just learned. Um, I just kept my mouth shut for a little bit and tried to take it all in. You know, being around guys that are going to go on to play in the major leagues and being around coaches that have been doing it for so long, you know, you just, you just learn and uh, you got to ask, you got to keep your mouth shut and learn and watch for a little bit, but then you got to, you know, ask questions. And um, summer ball and that sort of a environment where it's low stress, right? Good summer ball is low stress. It's just kids playing. Um, that's a great place to learn, right? You're not going to get, you. hopefully you won't get yelled at. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, a summer ball experience is, is definitely something I recommend to somebody trying to get into coaching. Um, when I, uh, when I first got into the Hamptons league, my, my experience was I played a couple years of college baseball and then, um, I really didn't do anything for baseball for a while. Um, you know, I coached a small high school, but I didn't do anything in, in college baseball. So really finding a place where they take me to volunteer and then, you know, volunteering and, and going through it. Um, you know, the Hamptons league was, was great for me in that respect. Awesome, man. Hey, I, I, I would be remiss if I didn't ask you, how, how is BMCC looking? How'd you guys, how'd you do in the fall? And, and what's really the expectation for the spring? We're looking, uh, we're looking pretty good. Um, I mean, you know, we'll see, we'll see what happens. Um, our, our fall was good. We brought in uh, quite a few kids from, you know, all over the world. And um, hopefully we can, uh, you know, put a couple wins together and, and really try to, you know, get this going here. Um, Coach Tommy is, has been doing a great job there for a couple of years. And, you know, since I've jumped on, um, I think we're going to be uh, able to bring in some more recruits through Beyond Committed, but also, you know, tell, tell recruits that, hey, I have the biggest platform on Twitter for, for recruits. I'm going to post you on there as much as I can. Um, and that's a good way for you know, kids to come, of course, develop and then get exposure and, and, and go on. So we'll see. We'll see how we do. Um, I'm optimistic. Um, I know we are a little deeper in pitching than we've been. And, uh, you know, we, we had a kid that we sent D1 last year, Nico. Uh, we sent him to Manhattan College. And, you know, I don't know if any, anybody on this team is, is his level, but we're definitely deeper than we've been in the past. So, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. That's good stuff right there. Uh, that, that was interesting. You said you had a couple of guys from around the world. So you, you've got some international guys as well. Yeah, we, we have uh, we brought in some international kids um, that we think could come and uh, do a good job for us. Uh, a couple of kids from Dominican Republic, a couple of kids from Europe. Um, and we'll we'll see. We think um, I've always felt that, you know, you get a kid an international kid from a non-traditional baseball background, a country with a non-traditional baseball background. Um, you get them and they develop a little quicker because they're seeing good baseball every day. So maybe, maybe, maybe that'll happen for us. 
Absolutely. And can I ask you about just overall roster? Like what, what size roster are y'all carrying? And do you expect to carry the same size roster into the spring? Uh, so yeah, we had um, a lot of kids that were, you know, trying out for us and we let them try out all fall. So a couple of those kids won't be back on the, um, on the spring roster, but we're going to carry about 30, 32 guys. Um, so it's limited. We have a lot of uh, two ways that, you know, if they went other places, they'd be POs. So we got a lot of two ways that are going to, you know, play well for us, you know, pitch well for us. And hopefully we can keep their arms in good enough shape where they can, uh, you know, be good, be good the whole year for us. Well, I got to tell you, coach, that's a small roster. I love it. I mean, that's uh, if, if I'm a guy looking for an opportunity to play, that would really catch my attention because in, in many regards, you know, it's about development still. I mean, you got to win baseball games. There's no question about it. But you also have to have an opportunity to, to kind of develop just a little bit. And uh, and if I'm hearing that you guys have a roster of 30 to 32, that kind of piques my interest. Uh, yeah, no, we and, um, you know, for us, the the most important things are development and then getting you to a bigger, better place. And guy, guys love to hear that. And um a lot of JUCOs are focused on, you know, development and winning. Um, and trust me, we love, we love winning, um, but we're, we're mostly focused on development, right? We develop our guys. They're going to take care of us and have good games. But we're also really focused on getting guys to a better situation, right? We're a good situation, but we're, we're, we want guys to sort of figure out, you know, how important education is, what kind of career they want to do, and we push guys in the right direction. Um, you know, we, we've, we send kids D1, we send kids D2, we send kids D3. Um, we're all about finding the best fit for our guys. And um, that, that's why people come to BMCC for, you know, the relationships Coach Tommy, myself, and Coach Martinez have with other coaches and um, development. Well, let's keep talking about recruiting just a little bit. I mean, the, the recruiting landscape has changed drastically over the last three or four years, you know, certainly with COVID being a, a large part of that, where you started seeing a lot of extra year players, six year players and so forth. And then the transfer portal certainly has had an impact, just a major impact over the last couple of years. And even the even with the D1 contact rules changing, you know, there, there was an impact felt this year. How how do you see recruiting, you know, kind of moving forward? And, and how have you been able to adapt to these changes? Um, yeah, no, I, um, I've always felt that, you know, recruiting through social media and through, you know, going to some of these sites and watching, watching videos is, is going to be the future. Um, you know, like, like we talked about earlier, you know, budget constraints with small schools, you know, schools that can only have two paid coaches. Um, it's, it's a lot to go out and find the best, the best talent, especially if you're traveling all the time. Um, and a lot of old school coaches will say, hey, you need to see the person play, you know, in person. But the, the reality is, um, especially after COVID, um, you know, pro contracts have been given to players that pro contracts have been given to players just by, you know, seeing a video and then talking to their trusted coaches and then getting recommendations for coaches and seeing rap Soto and flight scope data, um, getting those things 
is sometimes as good as seeing them in person. So I think there's going to be a lot more um, recruiting through social media. Uh, it might it might start to go back a little bit, but I feel like um, you know, especially with limited budgets, the the future might be um, on social media. It might be on video. It might be on you know recruiters that do a great job setting up cameras and uh, you know getting good data and video. So it could go less and less in, um, in terms of, uh, you know, in-person recruiting and more social media based. Coach, I got to tell you, man, I have really, really enjoyed tonight. I mean, you have just got a great insight. You got a great career. I love your social platform. I know that our core audience that is going to be listening, if they haven't already started following at be uncommitted, they will. I think that's a fantastic platform. Uh, you know, I, I think just the piece that you still have a thousand coaches following you while you're a coach. I think that that speaks a lot in and of itself right there. And um, I, I think that your progression in your, your coaching career is going fantastic. I love that when I asked you, hey, how's the outlook for BMCC? You know what? You had a positive outlook, but you were quick to say, hey, we're all about development. And we're here to see guys get to, to wherever it is that they want to go after they're through with BMCC, whether it's D1, D2, NAIA, D3, wherever it may end up being. That, that's the goal, you know. And I, I think you got a great perspective. Been just an awesome, awesome night. I, I hope that you've really enjoyed it as well. Oh, no, I, yeah, I absolutely have. I, uh, any, any chance I get to, uh, you know, reiterate what I've heard uh, – Smarter baseball people say I'm I'm happy to do so, um, and I uh, you know I, I really enjoy it and you know we're both in in the same the same sort of uh, field and that's uh, you know promoting these kids and uh, getting them getting them hopefully to better big, better situations at some point. No doubt about it. You're 100 percent right. And and before we end, I, there's one other question I would like to ask you, and and that's really in regards to to younger kids. And, and one of the age groups that I'll really like to address this question toward is, is freshmen in high school, guys that are, that are really just kind of starting their high school career. What advice would you give them that would really put them in a position to be successful for as long as, as they have the playing ability to be successful? Uh, man, that's tough because that, that, you don't know really who you are as a freshman. I feel um, you might fall out of love with baseball. Um, so for for young for young guys, you know, for young freshmen, it's really find out if this is what you love to do. And by the time you're a sophomore, you know, your so- summer as a sophomore, that's a big one. And then as you enter your junior year, that's really when you have to start, you know, figuring out. Hey, I I love college baseball. I want to make this part of my future. Where is this going to fit in terms of my academics, right? Um, because for, mo- for most guys, you play, you, we trick you. We, you play baseball for four years and then you walk out with a degree. Um, mm-hmm. Of course, there's a couple guys that, you know, you, you develop like crazy and you go play in the big leagues. Um, but, you know, my, my main advice for someone that's a freshman is, is you know, listen to your coaches and, and really, really – Try to figure out if this is something you love to do. Man, that's good advice right there, Coach Tobin. And I got to tell you again, thank you so much for being on. And I can't, I 
can do nothing but wish you the absolute best of success, not only in, in your future, but as well as BMCC right now. So thank you again for being on. And I uh, just absolutely appreciate the time that you spent with us. Of course. And, uh, you know, you could also send me some players. Um, we're always, <laughs> you know, looking for arms and, uh, you know, we're looking for, for leadership as well. So if you're a player out there and uh, you want to go to a place where you can develop for a couple of years and, and go find the perfect spot, you know, give us a call at BMCC. Man, that is awesome. And I can't think of a better way to end tonight than with that. So everyone that was able to dial in, thank you so much. We certainly appreciate the support and good night. Hey, let me ask you something. Are you ready to dominate at the plate this season? Blast Baseball is the number one hitting improvement solution, trusted by more major league, college, and travel ball teams than any other. The Blast sensor attaches to the knob of any bat, providing real-time feedback with every swing. Metrics are automatically sent to a smartphone app, generating insights that allow you to analyze and improve your hitting like never before. Go to BlastMotion.com and enter code NOWD1 and you will save $25 at checkout. Unlock your potential with Blast.